For decades, South Korea resisted admitting large numbers of immigrants. However, South Korea's low fertility rate, leading into a population collapse, spurred a deepening labor shortage, leaving the country with little choice but to begin admitting more migrant workers. Introduced in 2004, South Korea had started to recruit workers through a program known as the EPS, the Employment Permit System, functioning as a vital last resort against the country's crisis. The EPS allowed the government to directly recruit workers through formal agreement and assigning them to jobs under one-year contracts after a basic Korean language test and medical checkup. The system would provide migrant workers with equal protection under labor laws. However, this reforming system was eclipsed by South Korea's conservative administration prioritizing desperate employers. The most significant change that altered the labor laws was an increase in employment contracts, raising the working term of one year to three years. And although this would allow workers to retain their jobs, the workers would be bound to their visa contracts, in turn making workplace transfers nearly an impossible task. To transfer, workers can be released from their contracts by employers, but they would be faced by reluctance by labor-strapped companies. Even if workers experienced employer misconduct, such as unfair wages and safety lapses, the high threshold to transfer would deny the workers of a transfer. These conditions leading to the deterioration of worker health and well-being came under scrutiny by critics, followed by government data showing that foreigners make up roughly 9% of the manufacturing workforce in 2021, but accounted for 18% of its 184 accidental deaths. Bangladeshi migrant worker Ajit Roy, a college graduate, would fall ill due to poor housing conditions and would be denied the proper resources to facilitate his health, leading to Roy's diagnosis of interstitial lung disease, an incurable condition linked to industrial pollution exposure. And during his time at the factory, Roy was denied a transfer because the employer's failure to provide protective equipment, although violated South Korea's industrial safety law, was not enough reason for a job transfer. Unable to work, Roy attempted to confront his debt by filing a complaint for workers' compensation from the government-run Korean Workers' Compensation and Welfare Service, a rare decision for a migrant worker to carry out. But Roy's employing company, Anzong Industrial, were rebuke, claiming that Roy's illness was personal neglect of his own health. And although Roy continues to fight for his claim, he disregards his illness inflicted by the unfair work conditions alongside other migrant workers that they prefer conditions in South Korea rather than back home. Roy's circumstance does not only lend a humanitarian concern, but a demographic and policy concern. Other countries like Japan are suffering from their migrant labor demographic cliff, creating a struggle among the countries who suffer from labor crises. And if Korea continues with their unfair conditions, labor migrants will stray away from the country. South Korea's need for migrant workers will continue growing, but if South Korea does not alter their conditions, the country's labor crisis will deepen even further. This is Brandon Yi for KCSB News.